Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. He always got straight A's, but his report card said he talked too much. This is The Roy Green Show. I'm on Twitter at the Roy Green Show. Follow me there at the Roy Green Show and emails to Roy at RoyGreenshow.com. You can uh, log on to RoyGreenshow.com on the web on my webpage and uh, check out the podcast and you can subscribe to the podcast. All the information is right there at RoyGreenshow.com. President Donald Trump talking about imposing a 25% tariff on all vehicles crossing from Canada into the United States. Global News Today reports on the issue. The impact on the auto industry and uh, all of the satellite industries would be significantly devastating. Dennis DeRosier joins me. He's the president of DeRosier Automotive Consultants. He was quoted in the Global News story. Uh, Dennis, thanks for taking the time. So what happens to the price of an average car if a 25% tariff is imposed? And would a car built in Canada and sold to Canadians be affected at all? Uh, let's touch the first one. Um, the average transaction price for the U.S. in the U.S. is about forty thousand dollars, but the duty applies for the price at the border. It's called the duty paid value, which is about twenty-five thousand dollars. So a twenty-five percent tariff would be somewhere between six and eight thousand on the average U.S. vehicle, and that obviously would immediately stop sales of them. Uh, and so if the U.S. applied this tariff, Canada would respond. They would almost have to respond, but it would be unlikely on U.S. vehicles coming north. It would be more appropriate and more targeted to go after U.S. agricultural products and the like. And so Canadian vehicles would probably remain reasonably similarly priced. So Canadians wouldn't get hurt. It would be the Americans that got hurt in terms of buying a vehicle. The way Canadians would get hurt is that we send about 1.7 to 1.8 million uh, vehicles to the United States, and they obviously very quickly uh, would fade black. And that would result in, we, we, we have about 50 to 60,000 assembly workers in Canada, so you could see 30 to 40,000 of them getting laid off uh, within a matter of weeks, if not days. Now, you told me when we talked earlier today about the total number of jobs in the car industry in the United States. Is it, it's around 2 million, is it? Yeah, it's way up there. Um, there's a million and a half uh, people working at car dealers selling and fixing vehicles, and there's another half a million that are manufacturing components and assembling the vehicles. Uh, and then if you get into the automotive finance sector and the used car sector, it goes well above $2 million. The American consumer would be hurt the most in this. This is the ironic thing or the troubling part of this tariff is that, first of all, and let me get into a small technical issue, what the U.S. has done is launch what's called a 232 investigation under the U.S. Trade Act. And that would apply to all vehicles coming into the United States, not just vehicles from Canada. And there's 7 million, believe it or not, 
vehicles that are imported into the U.S. every year from Canada, Mexico, Europe, Asia. And so in the last year, the Americans bought 17 million vehicles, and those 7 million being imported would pretty well disappear. And that would send uh, hundreds of thousands of car dealer jobs in the United States into the toilet pretty quickly. So it, it's, it is so outrageous, so devastating. If you add up the Mexican jobs, the Canadian jobs, the American jobs, you could be looking at anywhere from six to 800,000 jobs in North America. Oh, my God. In auto plants and at car dealers. And then, and there, and then there's, there's the satellite industries that are tied to the auto industry. Yeah, you think about the raw material sector, you know, the you know, uh, steel and go down the plastics, et cetera, et cetera, and the parts manufacturers. But I, I worry more about what's called the butcher, the baker, the candlestick maker jobs. I call them the indirect jobs. You know, auto workers have to work. They go on vacation. Uh, you know, they do all kinds of things. And uh, one in seven jobs in Canada and the United States, I don't know Mexico, but one in seven in Canada and the United States are dependent directly and indirectly on the auto sector. And so these are the grocery store and the restaurant workers and all of these kinds of jobs. And if you take 600 to 800,000 automotive workers out of the North American economy, and you're looking at a few million indirect jobs that would be impacted on this, it is so significant and so negative, especially for the U.S. They would get the biggest hit. But I can't imagine it happening. It's just, like, absolutely unfathomable. But then we have, you know, a very volatile U.S. administration, and I don't want to get into nasty words, but, you know, uh, is idiot allowed on your station <laughs> running the American government? Uh, so you never know. You have to be prepared for it. Well, I, you know, I'm I'm really con- the numbers are staggering and they're deeply, deeply troubling because there isn't a sector in the economy of uh, of of either country or all three countries uh, in the NAFTA deal. And then beyond, when you talk about seven million cars being imported into into the United States globally, there isn't a country that that manufactures anything that wouldn't be affected. Pretty well, pretty well. I'm I'm sure there are, you know some minor thing somewhere. But, you know, this is quite devastating. This is what the, the TD Bank did in the analysis last week that's getting a lot of play in the newspapers today. And they were talking a half a point to two points of loss of GDP growth, of, of the GNP, of the overall economy shrinking very quickly. And, by the way, it also affects virtually all automobiles in that if you take 7 million vehicles out of the U.S. economy, um, that creates a huge shortage. Sure. And when, whenever you have a shortage of goods, prices go way up. Yeah. And so, and when prices go up, the demand collapses, which creates even a bigger shortage, yeah. and it kind of catapults uh, and dominoes through the economy. And if you think you can just drive an older vehicle for a long period of time, the the, the spare parts for those cars would dry up because the well, workers wouldn't be employed. You got it. You know, and and so it, it's the auto sector is so integrated across North America that it's. You're playing with fire uh, to touch anything automotive. And this is why when you, you go beyond what the U.S. administration, if you, we, you know, we have a new government in Ontario, and I get a lot of phone calls saying, well, uh, how is well, that impact on the auto industry? Well, the auto industry is so important to Ontario, they have no choice. It doesn't matter who's premier or who won. It doesn't matter who's in the White House and who's in the presidentship of Mexico. Uh, the these three economies are absolutely yeah. dependent on the auto industry. Yeah. It's the number one industry, 
and to propose yeah. uh, draconian tariffs it's, is... Yeah. Dennis, I'm sorry i got to jump in because we have to take a break, but you've you made the case so very persuasively, and it's frightening, it's alarming, and it cannot happen. Thank you so much for the time. Thank you, Roy. Call Gr- me anytime. Bye-bye. Yeah, great to talk to you again. Dennis DeRosier. We're back after this.